Be excellent to each other. Hello and welcome inside the three-man booth. I am your host, Hunter McGoy, and that guy creepily staring over my shoulder, um, Mr. Adam Hell, what took you so long? Oh, you know, TikTok, my friend, TikTok. And indeed... Uh, ask that everyone give us a follow on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow on Twitter at Adam Hell3MB. Uh, forget Instagram for now. We're going to get back to that one day. Yeah, you know, man, like when you don't go to events or anything, it's kind of really boring to post just random shit. I find it and want our page to be useful. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Um, and of course, give our friends at the Ohio Wrestling Alliance a follow on Twitter at Ohio Wrestling A1, Unsanctioned Pro on Twitter at Unsanctioned Pro, and it all gels together. Follow at Indie Wrestling on Twitter at I N D I E Wrestling, where they will be showing two, two, two OWA shows this weekend. Uh, episodes one and two of the OWA Choose Your Champion tournament, which um unfortunately adam was not able to go to but i was and there are lots and lots of good matches on here absolutely tell everyone to to, to check it out um sign up for iwtb.live use the code owa get yourself five free days uh, it's well worth it um for the choose your champion tournament there's gonna be like i say two episodes this weekend um Match one right out of the gate was Trey Lamar versus Lexis Montez. If you haven't seen Lexis Montez or Trey Lamar yet, watch it. Um, Don't Die of Isles versus PB Smooth. Uh, then there's going to be a battle royal to determine a, the last entrant into the uh, field of 15. Um, match four is Ace Perry versus Devontae's. And this was the first time I got to see Ace Perry in person. And that kid is good. Real, real good. Keep an eye out on him. Watch it for just that one. And then the main event of episode one, uh, Adam Slade takes on the baddest man alive, Mr. Aaron Williams. Aaron says hi, by the way, Adam. Oh, damn. That's my dude. Episode two, uh, which will also be shown. Um, Nolan Edward. Fuck the S. Don't use the S. Nolan Edward. Takes on Bobberly Beverly, a 440H. Um, match number two, 3MB sponsored Lord Crew takes on Isaiah Broner. Match three, they're called the Jump Off, which is being sponsored by our friends at the Marks with Mike's podcast. Uh, it's a triple threat match featuring Jason Page, uh, Joseline Navarro, and Kevin Giza. Uh, I've seen Joseline on some other indie shows first, but this is the first time seeing Jason Page and Kevin Giza in person. All, again, good future, young talent, all good stuff. Um, match four, Gary J versus Adam's guy, Austin Mannix. And then in the main event of that one, um, Ace Austin 
takes on Bradley Prescott the fourth, the Natty Daddy, the Natty Day Saint, um, the 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 Naturalite Kid, whatever other nickname he's got for himself. Um, that one was real fun, so uh, absolutely worth checking those out. Um, and bummer, Adam couldn't go, but um, I've been cleared to go to the next one. Well, hey, you'll be vaccinated by then, so everything will be good. Yes, I've already on the, told the wife and on the calendar. Speaking <laughs> speaking of, I'm be going for my vaccine tomorrow morning, so get your vaccines when you can, people. My arm hurts. Uh, when you get the second one, be prepared, sir. Be prepared. Oh yeah, I was told to take a day off after that. So yep. I'll probably yep. end up doing that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alrighty. So Adam, hey, what do you say we talk some revolution, sir? Let's do it. Love this card, A to A to all the way to the end. So we start. We're going to start with the buy-in, just because of who made an appearance on the buy-in. Uh, it was supposed to be Britt Baker and Rebel taking on Riho and Thunder Rosa. How is that a pre-show match? <laughs> I don't know, man. Right? Like, look at the I, rest of the card. You couldn't have put one of those uh, that battle royal or something on the on the pre-show. <laughs> um, we're gonna get to the match you could have put on the pre-show in its place here in just a moment. So don't worry. I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but Britt Baker earlier in the day says Rebel can't compete because she's not medically cleared. So you know. They let Britt find a replacement, and surprise, motherfuckers, it was Maki Ito, which just blew my mind, and I was giddy as a schoolboy when I saw that it was Maki Ito. I didn't even um, know she was stateside, or was she in the, she was in the tournament, though, right? Yeah, but it was all done in Japan, and as far as we knew, the only person coming over to the States was going to be Ryo Mizunami, mm-hmm. uh, just because she, you know, she won the tournament itself. Um, so there must not be like a quarantine when you get here thing anymore. Is that not? I th- <laughs> think, think, think. And again, I, I'm no expert, so don't quote me on this one. But I think if you can come with a past COVID test that is recent, uh, okay, they can kind of waive that 10 day ish, seven day ish quarantine, whatever the CDC is recommending nowadays. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, Brit and Maki win, and just. I was stoked to see Maki Ito, and and, and we're going to hear more from her shortly. Uh, she did really sh- well. She stood out in that match. She did really well. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm 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 I, I love Maki Ito obviously, but I'm going to have a little something to say about her just in a bit. Um, um, I'm, uh, you know, the voice of Stone Cold is my head. If she's going to be working here in the states, she needs to get a little more snug with what she's doing. That's, that's my only knock. The show itself opens up for the AEW World Tag Team titles as the Young Bucks retain by defeating Chris Jericho and MJF. And Adam, yes. were there more false finishes? The number of false finishes, or was this match longer in minutes? Um, False finishes. I don't know the count. I just needed a drink oh. of water and wanted to stall. because. <laughs> um. Like the other thing, like I was reading like the Twitter reaction, like people hated this match and make fun of Chris Jericho, blah blah blah. I actually liked this match. I don't know why. I can't tell you what point out why, but I thought it was actually pretty solid. Yeah, no, Twitter, I mean, what wrestling Twitter's stupid these days. Well, again, it's the best and worst thing. In the world, I'm so. right in the middle of it. You know, I tweet some damn stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people just shit all over it. 
Name me a better worker at 50 than Chris Jericho's half of WWE's roster. Yeah, I fucking said it. Quote me on that. So, um, If you're actually making that a question, give me some time and I can give you some answers. I said half. I didn't say everybody. I said half. Okay, maybe half. That might be true. I know you're mm. shitting all over him now. I'm just saying. I said half. I give that match a solid B. Easily. Not the bug, not the Young Bucks best match, but I give it a solid B. Jericho can't be in a match where he has to keep up with the Young Bucks. It's not a real that shouldn't be a thing. But they made <laughs> yeah, it no. they made it a, they made it a thing. Yeah, no, they that that shouldn't absolutely not be a thing whatsoever. MJF can keep up because MJF's what, twenty four now? So Yeah, still a young, young, young kid. Yeah. Um I I don't know if I'm gonna go as high as you, but I mean if you watch it, you're not going to be like, okay, I just wasted 20 minutes. It's a good it's, opener, though. Yeah, it, opener. it was it's a good, fun opener. Got the crowd involved, and that's what it's supposed to do. So, you know, that mission accomplished. Next up was the Casino Tag Team Royale. And instead of naming all 15 teams, we're just going to say that Triangulo de la Muerte, Death Triangle, of Pac and Ray Phoenix win when Phoenix eliminated Jungle Boy. That surprised and, me that they actually won. I love them. I love that group, but that's just, I didn't see it coming because <laughs> Pox on TV once a month. So yeah, I really, surprised. really thought one of the, the, um, the Dark Order teams would win for some reason. I don't know why. Or um, Jungle Boy. I thought for sure maybe Jungle Boy. But and it was like but several things, one there. Well, yeah, several things came out of this. It's going to be fun to see Ray Phoenix and Pac versus the Bucks as opposed to Phoenix and uh, Penta. And now I also want to see uh, Phoenix and Jungle Boy in a legit one-on-one match for, for give me 15, 20 minutes, please. I know we both love Ray Phoenix. I think he's on top of both of our lists for like best in the world, possibly. Um, wouldn't they flip-flop it? The, I know they're kind of giving Ken Penta from this past Wednesday, spoiler alert, kind of like a singles push thing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they kind of flip it and give it to Phoenix and put, I think oh, that's a badass tag team of Penta. And Pac, because they're similar, where they just beat the shit out of people. Phoenix and Pac, yes, they're high flyers, but they're different. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. styles don't mesh, if you get what I mean. I think Penta and Pac would mesh better, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you get what I, I'm saying. I, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been beating that drum for a while. Give Ray Phoenix a nice solo run. Or, I mean, Penta is a good solo guy, too, but, like, his brother's better. I mean, I love Pentagon Jr. You know that's from my Lucha Underground shit. Right. But Ray Phoenix is just better on every. Uh, he's got to step above his brother, his big brother. That could be with age. Penta is older, but hey, what do I know? Just saying. I mean, it's gonna be a good tag yeah. match. Trust me. But it's just different styles with those two. Yep, absolutely should be. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other things from this match that just get this stuck out. I love the Gun Club. <laughs> man, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Those kids took I, a beating, man. Those kids took a beating, and I loved it. I think I like Austin a little bit more than the uh, the other one. Colton, but, uh, yeah, Colton's a douche. <laughs> but do you watch um, their pre-show interviews thing they do? No. On Instagram? Oh, dude, mm. go out of your way. It's fantastic. Uh, maybe I will. How were the Varsity Blondes not in this match is my question. Because we needed another Dark Order team to be in there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, 
I mean, overall, I mean, fun for what it was. I mean, it's it's easily skippable though if if you're looking to cut time out. You're, you're not go going to miss the last anything. few minutes. It was good. Yeah, just go when you we when you get Phoenix versus Jungle Boy one on one and enjoy that two minutes that we have got. Have they not had a one on one ever? I don't think they have. Have they? not that I can remember. No, but I I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it, and now I know I want it. Um, so man, I don't know if that means you know Pack and Phoenix versus uh, Lucha or Dress Express or not. But put good. In the hot seat real quick. Does AEW whole and whole Dark Elevation all the shows? Do they do a better job building stars than WWE? Because think about it. Did you you and I knew who he was before this started, but. Dude, a general wrestling fan, how many people knew who Ray Phoenix was? 10% maybe? 12? I mean, you that that's it's not an easy question to answer. Because when, I mean, I, I can't remember what, you know, what pay-per-view it was now. Was it all out where it was the ladder match between Phoenix, Pentagon, and the Bucks? Mm-hmm. And... I mean, AEW hadn't been around that long, and the Lucha Brothers were over as all get out. So, I mean, I I, I right. think well, I'm just saying in general, do they use their young talent better? Is what I'm asking. Because they're all under the age of what 20? I think Gray Phoenix is 25 now. Yeah, and man. I think if you, if, I think, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I think if you said, okay, let's look at their roster. That's you know, old school theory was anywhere between 27 and 30 is when you hit your stride. So let's just say 27. Mm-hmm. I bet you AEW's roster under 27 is way probably deeper. Six, probably 60%. Probably. Yeah, way way deeper than I'm thinking right now. Yeah. Um, Honestly, like, look at back at like okay, look at the Chris Jericho title run. I know we're off off topic here, sorry, but like look at that like three month span. He wrestled Scorpio Sky, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and a couple other guys. All they're all what half his age. Yeah, and he went to the distance with all of them, so you know that props the booking, I guess, with that. Yeah, you got your old guys like Stinger and Paul White, and Kenny's not a young buck anymore. But hey, you know they do a good job of establishing new talent. Is what we push for WWE proper to do all the time. They don't do it. Well, and of course during that, I mean, during the run and after the run, like I mean, I know you talked about, you know, Jericho made Orange Cassidy a bigger star, and he absolutely made Jungle Boy a bigger star. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, doing his job in that aspect. But, I mean, to answer your question, of course, yes. I mean, because, like, I mean, that's not even to say that they're young talent, but, like, look at our guy Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee is probably in ring. Uh, I, I I think I would safely probably end up having in my top 20 right now. One glass time he was on TV. Correct. Like, and that's my point. Like, when's the last time he was on TV? Because Vince doesn't like Vince doesn't want to put his faith in new talent, which is going to be my fear for Rhea Ripley. Uh, look at uh, Alistair. Right. Again, Probably dude who's in just, the ring, top fifteen in the ring, maybe top ten. Um, just saying, in ring talent wise, like he's a monster. And when's last? I think they said it was October. He was last seen. Yeah, I mean, it was right up right before his wife got let go. So yeah, is he is in a doghouse forever until his contract runs out for that one. I mean, who knows? But because I'll wait for that Tommy end is all elite. 
Yeah. um, (laughs) Sign me up, please. Sign me up. Uh, Back to Revolution. Sorry. Let's let's put our our car back on the rails here. Uh, AEW women's title. Hikaru Shida retains by defeating Ryu Mizunami. Um, Serviceable match. match. I like that. I I, I was just like, okay, it was there. They seemed off a bit, timing-wise. And that very well could be. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how many days um, Ryo Mizunami and Maki Ito were here before they ended up wrestling. If I if could I be a heard jet, right, could be a little jet lag. Yeah, if I heard right, they got here Saturday and then they're wrestling on Sunday. And um, you know, I know I told Adam one time I have a friend who was from India and he would always go back and forth, and he would tell me it would take two days for your body clock to adjust. So. You know, it's it's eight o'clock at night, and and for their body, it's eight o'clock in the morning at that point. So it, it's I'm sure B minus. Jet lag. Don't give her that match. B minus. Hey Amen. Go out and be the high man. I appreciate that. I like that. Someone has to. And then, oof. I I, I try to be positive. Just the one. I try to be positive, and but. Um, Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck oh, Taylor should have been a pre-show match. Oh, so bad. And that's all I'm going to say not, about that. It's not Miro's fault either. <laughs> so, but it's just so bad. It is like, and Miro's a stone cold killer, and let him be know, that. Don't make him and, and side. We're going to get there eventually, and it's just it's one of those things. I'm just going to I'm going to have to stop being upset by it, but. Um, it, it, I mean, it'll happen eventually, and 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 we're gonna get there. And and, and side note, I did appreciate on Monday when, when Chuck and Orange are challenging Miro and Kip that Orange was at a Fast and the Furious video game. That is such an inside joke. And for those who don't know the inside joke, the character of Orange Cassidy will tell you that the best movies ever made are any of the Fast and Furious movies. So. It was a very nice little nod and, and wink and and you know if you if Is you know orange be, did I read it's going to be an arcade match? I believe that's what they said. Yes, that's, God, that's awesome. What how that much means, the damages is Tony Kong have to pay in an old arcade? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they just going to be building a bunch of faux machines, uh, faux video game machines over the next few weeks? Or is Tony just buying a brand new arcade for whoever's doing this? It's like a, here's a check. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the big money match, Adam Page defeats Matt Hardy with all kinds of shenanigans from both sides. But the Dark Order comes out to help Adam Page win. And so, again, nice follow up, little homage to Brody Lee on Monday night as Adam Page is riding around in a lawnmower. Because all Brody Lee wanted to buy was like six riding. Why are you saying Monday? Do you mean Wednesday? Wednesday. Sorry, I'm so used to pay per view oh, and then man. brawl on Monday. Good gravy. Yes, man. Gonna get kicked off the air. Punch me in the face man. next time. You... Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, pal. <laughs> Good gravy. That match um, was awful. Matt Hardy oh, needs to retire so it, bad. It was awful. I didn't get a chance to show Adam Page in a in a in a very good light, but still, Adam Buddy, he just, hasn't been shown very many lights this whole time he's been there. Well, you obviously need a better opponent, and I think he's going to be stuck fighting Hardy and 
and and now Butcher and a Blade and Private Party all together. Just the what, is AEW just all factions now? Sorry, Which, hey, I'm fine ahead. with. Trust me, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I I have zero problem with that. Yeah, like that that's cool. But like, what what I mean? What's the end game? <laughs> yeah, like I I understand. You know, you're trying to you know distance Butcher and the Blade from Eddie Kingston now that Eddie's going to be kind of teaming with Mox or whatever. Well, let them just be Butcher and Blade and let Allie talk for him. Right. Or like that, that, that's that's funny. Sorry. God. Like just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Well, cause Cause we're going to real dude. Butcher and blades. Like they're not great. Great. But they're a good tag team. Yeah, they're going to go put a on a psycho. Damn good and match. I, uh, Butcher's a psycho. And I love it. Watch that damn bunkhouse brawl. They were in with QT and Dustin. Dude, right. you're nuts. And dudes can go, so I don't know why you're going to just and saddle I really want to have a beer with Butcher for some reason. I don't know why, but I really do. Dude scares me. Because he's got that awesome mustache? I don't know. Right? Yeah, and the tattoo. It's a good look. It's a good look. Mm-hmm. But you're going to put big money Matt with those two. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, if you... If you you know, believe what you read, you know, talent has a lot of say on what they get to do. Um, I can't imagine butchering the blade or getting that much say and to be like, Hey, we want to put you with Matt Hardy. Um, no, if we're not with Eddie, we'll just be by ourselves. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, who's a better mouthpiece? Eddie Kingston, Matt Hardy. No questions asked. It's Eddie Kingston. Matt Dude, Hardy. I, versus- I would, I would, I would, I'd rank it. Matt, uh, Eddie, the bunny, Matt Hardy. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, Allie, yeah. the demon bunny. Um, you know, yeah. I would put her above Matt Hardy. You know, uh, on a mic talk. But Matt Hardy should have ended his career in WWE. And I, I mean, I know, I know Matt has some creative ideas, but this is just not one of them. He's over two for gimmicks in AEW so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up was the face of the revolution ladder match. And Adam, I'm going to go ahead and let you stretch those hammies and take your victory lap as you successfully predicted Ethan page being the mystery man in the revolution ladder match. But ultimately the winner grabbing the Sonic brass ring Scorpio sky much deserved. Uh, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I'm a big Scorpio sky fan and I know dude's been wrestling for longer than anyone wants to think. Um, but I, I did love Sky, you know, leaning into the jokes about the brass ring being a Sonic the Ring. And he's like, no, man, that thing was actually pretty damn heavy. Like, no one no one knows uh, how heavy that actually it was, was. It wasn't foam, damn it. <laughs> no, it was it was he said it was legitimately heavy. So so good for Sky. Can we talk about the spot with Cody and Penta. Did Cody not look like he died on that flip pile driver? I mean, yeah, but I mean, it. I don't Props know, to him. Like Penta took care of him on that, but like God, that right. looked brutal. <laughs> and see, that's what, and I think that's more of what it was for me. And I, I think it was just in awe of how well Penta took care of him. Yeah. So it like it was like okay, that looks good, but it was like it also oh. felt it. I know it probably felt safer than it looked to me. I guess. Mm-hmm. Good but, match um, overall. Decent spots. Yep. Um, how do you think Ethan Page did in his debut? Did you like it? Dislike him? 
I, I don't think he really got a chance to shine. And even on dynamite, he didn't get really a chance to shine. I don't, I don't think, um, but I mean, good for debut. He, you know, got a good reaction. So that means he people, needs his partner. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, but people got a good reaction. So that means people knew who he is. Um, it'll just depend on where he goes. Um, a lot of people would be looking forward to, uh, Paige and Darby hooking up again. Cause apparently they had some bangers back in the day. So, Maybe that's what we get again. I don't know. I'll have to find those. I've never seen that. Yeah. That, that, when I was reading up on that, I was like, um, okay, where did I miss that from? <laughs> Which company was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to, I need to track those down. Hopefully it's not yes. PWG. You, could, cause you can't find shit from them anywhere. Yeah. That's sad. Uh, next up, we, uh, the rumors were correct. The street fight match between, Darby Allen's Sting and Team Taz was indeed a cinematic match. And oh, so good. So good. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, I, I know we talked about our, our lost end of the year show. I talked about how I just can't really rate a, a cinematic match that highly. A plus. But yeah, this was really well done. And if Sting, is, if, Sting in the truck with Darby on the skateboard, like, come on. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, if rumors are true, or reports are true, I should say that um, apparently Darby Allen had directed it, right? Uh, yeah, had directed it, produced it, had pretty much all the input on it, um, and good for that kid because this was really well done. I don't think any of them come out looking worse for wear. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, to me, the only thing that the only people who ended up looking bad in it were Hobbs and stupid, uh, whatever his fucking face is. Hook. Hook, yes. What a stupid fucking name. Is that Taz's kid? Yes, it's legitimately his son. Okay, okay. But, no, like, this, they did a good job. Yeah, the game we talked about before, protecting Sting. Mm-hmm. And all 61 years old of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, they, they did great job. So, I mean. Did that, so, yeah, but though, 61-year-old Sting moved around better than like a taker or somebody in his last few matches. We have to, can we agree? Sting's Sting's not on his fourth hip though, man. I mean, you got to give him, he's got one. Okay. I mean, no, he had, he had, he had Ricky Starks for a reason. Ricky just bumped for his ass for 20 minutes. Well, yeah. And, and, and let's, let's be honest. That's why Ricky's there is he's the, he was one, he was the one there to take all the good bumps and, and sell his ass off. And he did. Um, he did a he, A plus for him. Yep. So, um, what about the window spot? Oh, that's, I mean, I obviously again, you know, I mean, you know, it's a, a a quote unquote stunt window, so it's it's not true. It still hurts, <laughs> right? Like you know, it's not true. You know, oak or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you go through three, but yeah, of them. to go through it <laughs> and then have it land on your head as it breaks in pieces. That couldn't have felt good. And, and I hope that was just one take on that one. Like, <laughs> what I mean, are you saying know. to him as you're swinging? Like, hey, man, don't clinch. Like, just <laughs> let it happen. Well, obviously, dude appears to like to do his own stunts, and and so yeah. I'm sure he is. He, you know, he and you know he's a trained professional, so he knows how to fall. Yeah. So you can take the fall fine. I just don't think you're expecting a plank of wood to drop right on top of your head right <laughs> after that. And then roll over in the fake glass, which still hurts. Like it's, 
Yeah. Uh, that's probably the spot of the night. I just that just looked like oh god, that was like it hurt. He sold it like a million bucks too. <laughs> yeah. What's next for Sting? What do they do with him? Does he take? Is, I know he's back on TV Man, again. See that that boy, dude. That that that's the exact thought I had Tuesday morning. Uh, fully acknowledge I fell asleep before the street fight even started, so I didn't see the street fight or the main event until Tuesday morning. Um. But after I watched that, that that's kind of what I thought. I'm like, okay, are they going to continue this on? What's next for Sting? Is he still quote unquote mentoring Darby, or is mm-hmm. was this just a thing? You know, what's next for Team Taz? Because we got no follow up from any of the four of them uh, on Wednesday. So I, I I don't know. I guess I mean. Guess we give it a week and see what happens again. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see for sure. And then in the much discussed main event, Adam, in the exploding barbed wire death match, Kenny Omega retains by defeating John Moxley. The match itself, incredible. I'm absolutely yeah, man. I'm like. Again, both guys bumped their ass off. Both guys looked great. Sick bumps. Appreciated what did work in in the barbed wire and 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 the, and the bat and and everything that everything during the match worked as it should. So I'm not going to shit on this like a lot of people want to. However. After the match, the Good Brothers come down and proceed to lay a beat down on Kenny Omega as the as the warning starts to sound. We get our 30-second countdown, and out comes Eddie Kingston to help take care of his brother, John Moxley. The clock counts down. Three, two, one, and we get Gilbert-esque level of pyro. Booze and Sue. Dude, I've read enough on Twitter to just piss me off and naughty. I'm not even going to comment on it. <laughs> um, like people are like I, blaming the wrestlers. It's not the fucking wrestlers' fault. What is the right. one thing I have shit on AEW about the whole time they've been in existence? Oh boy, are we going to get there? What's we're, the one fucking thing? Like we're going to get there. Trust me, real quick, we're going to get there. Um. Yeah, well, fuck it. Let's get there now. The production. Production is and has always been terrible. I I did some it's research TNT, and checking. TNT, TNT is a major broadcast company, right? That's a big multi-billion right, dollar but company. But they, they don't have anything to do with the production of it. No, it's AEW. The man in charge <laughs> is Keith Mitchell. And for those who don't Why does that know, sound familiar? Keith Mitchell was the production manager lead production, lead producer, whatever you want to say for TNA wrestling when it was fucking dog shit. So his, was that 15 to 17? <laughs> yes. And so your man who ran a dog shit production of TNA wrestling is running production for AEW and shit needs to change. Blame the rigging company, blame whoever. I'm not blaming the wrestlers themselves. Was it a shockmaster level fuck up? 
sure. But on Monday, I think they did the best they could just to fucking, yep, we're going to lean into the joke, make fun of it ourselves, and let's move on. I like how John and Eddie said, oh, yeah, Impact must have built it. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, if they were really wanting to lean into it, I mean, they would, Kenny, you know, we were showing, you know, vignettes of Kenny building everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kenny's not a craftsman. Who cares? <laughs> like, make that the joke, yeah. but... But um, I, I did appreciate the um, when you know they're mimicking the Eddie Kingston, you know, cover me, John, and and Kenny Omega just blast out live on air, sixty nine, me Don, and I was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. and they got I away did, with it. Did you pop or probably just me of the Onita cameo at the beginning for the hype? I did. I did See, a okay, lot. But- to go yeah. back to your question about Phoenix, I think fewer people know about Onita than know about Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no one watches big time but, but it, wrestling but it, Japan like I do. So. Okay, but right. But seeing Onita worked for you, and, and people mm-hmm. seeing Phoenix is going to work for them. So it's, the you know, um, you know we're going to kind of get it in here in just a little bit when we talk about Christian Cage finally appearing. Um um, uh, um, uh, no, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, production. Production's fucking terrible. And I felt bad for Excalibur. I felt bad for Shivani. I even felt bad for JR having to sell for... It was two minutes, but it felt like 20 before the show finally goes off the air as, as Tony's complaining about the smell of burning flesh and and Excalibur's talking about the massive explosion. Like, I mean, and they're just... Like, I mean, you, you knew in the instant it was shit. Here's what I want to say. You know, if this company ever hires me one day, I just want to ask, did no one bother to fucking test the thing? No? Nobody? Crickets? In the, in the, in the booking room? Like... One would think you would test such a thing, but... Who the hell knows? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, God, let me go on my rant for a minute. You have a fucking, this is your main event of arguably one of your biggest favorite views of the year. You brought an exploding ring death match to the fucking States. Has not been done since John Zandig and freaking Danny Havoc in 1999. Like, shit, guys. Hey, let's fuck it up by playing yeah. Gilbert sparkles in the corners and just say, ah, fuck it. It's okay. We're not on live television or anything. It's not pre-taped. God. Mm. Yeah. Maybe this, is was... this the death match you mean that's coming out? Because you know I'm a death match connoisseur. It's a fucking art form and they shit all over it on the end. So fuck Keith Mitchell. That's the name of, title this podcast. I can't wait to get sued for it. Fuck Keith Mitchell. Um, no, I've already decided that the title of the episode is going to be uh, What Took You So Long. So we're, 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 we're already there, sir. Sure. Dot, dot, dot. Fuck Keith Mitchell. <laughs> I'll add that in the show notes. Thank um, you. Uh, <laughs> God. Why do we do this? Like, what are we doing here? Like, God. I don't know. To slap in the face to someone like Onita, slap in the face all of F&W, slap in the face to people who bought the fucking pay-per-view, like you and I, I stayed up till midnight to watch this shit. Your old eyes fell asleep, so God bless you for doing that. And I'm done. I'm good. Next thing. 
All right, so let's don't defend on. Jr. Fuck that too. Don't defend him. But, I mean, I'm not defending him, but dude, <laughs> yeah, they like, did. They but, had to sell the shit out of it. Yeah, right. Like and 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 <laughs> like you know it's dog shit. So how can you sell the shit out of it? And I mean, why wouldn't you just kill the lights? Right. You like, know it's going th- bad. Just hit the lights. Yeah, that's my thing. And like, why are you dragging this out two minutes, man? You, like it 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 took ten seconds, and you knew it was dog shit. Just cut, cut early. You're, 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 the show was fucking just short of four hours. You know, instead of three hours and 48 minutes, make it three hours and 46 minutes. Just cut as soon as, as soon as, um, Kingston is just laying on there and he's not moving. Count the 10, get out. It was just another bad production choice. I don't know who the director of the show itself is, but again, just bad, bad, bad all the way around. Let's talk some good though, Adam. Uh, Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson. Open up dynamite was fantastic. Indeed. I'm I'm just upset. Cody defeating some enhancement talent was terrible. Oh God. But the after part was cool. Yes, yes, I agree. So Penta El Cieto Meadow is apparently doing commentary on the Spanish version and, and is shit talking Cody. And <laughs> if Cody, awesome. if you're the prince of wrestling, I'm the lord of lucha libre. And Accurate. It's a, and it's a good thing that I didn't get a chance to break your arm or you'd never be able to hold your baby daughter. Oh. And shit hits the fan. <laughs> So is okay. God, I'm still fired up, but I'm gonna calm him down. Is the is the Tetra Triangle heels or are they the baby? I don't know. Are don't they, they come out of the baby face tunnel? I don't know, but like Penta's talking about breaking arms and kicking babies. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, but the last two weeks, Penta or not Penta, but Phoenix and Pac have come out of the face tunnel, and I and I think. Penta came out of the the heel tunnel. It can't be a triangle. Can't be two sides, man. So I, I understand that, but I mean, <laughs> I, I guess we'll see. And you know, I guess they'll probably be heels now that they're going to be eventually facing the Bucks for the tag titles. But um, I, I think okay. So let, let's talk some fun stuff. Let's go back to your Lucha Underground days, Adam. Yes. To write off Cody for a little bit so he can go be dad. Mm-hmm. Does Penta break Cody's arm? He fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, yes, one hundred percent. But what is that? That's not, dude. That's not for a little while though, right? He still got time. I that. don't know. The apparently, if again you want to believe things, the. If the ring exploded properly, that's how they're going to write off Moxley so he could go just hang out with Renee until they have their baby. Really? Yes. Shoot. Yeah, that that's the report. I know she's due like soon, soon, soon. I mean, I, I haven't seen you know Uncle Dave to dispute that just yet, but oh, um, Uncle Dave. But yes, Cody needs an arm broken. Cody just needs to go off TV for a little while. You know how I feel about him. He just needs to go off TV yeah. for a little while. Well, mm-hmm. is this going to bring back dark hair, Cody, again? 
Uh, no, man, no comment I on that one. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'm just... That would feel very fiend-esque if, you know, Cody was affected by having his arm broken and it came out with dark hair. I don't know. He had dark hair when Brody Lee beat him up after he came back from Brody Lee. Mm, true. Oh, yeah. Let me just... Okay. You know, you and I, we both love action figures. Yes, we're nerds, people. We love mm-hmm. action figures. HD, my good friend, which, uh, which AEW wrestler has a toy in every AEW line so far? Oh, well, as Britt Baker says, um, let's get, you know, a seventh Cody variant because he needs more tights in different colors. What the hell? <laughs> oh, well, did you did you see the two pack they're releasing? Uh, which one? The Blood Brother? I saw that. Yes. One. OK. Yes. Yeah. The Blood Brother yeah. two pack. Uh, that is bad. That's badass. I'll get I'm going to try to get that one, but it's 50 bucks. Like, it's debatable. But that one did look interesting. I'm just saying, like, he has one. That's not fair. You're the boss, man. You're the boss. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't because he has that one and he has a phone breaker one coming out of just him. How many Lance Archer figures are there? How many Scorpio Sky figures are there? How many Christopher Daniels figures are there? How many yeah. Wardlow figures are there? How many well, the um, fact that there's only one Young Bucks and one Kenny Omega so far has been interesting. Well, don't they as have well. variants though? Yeah, I think they do, and I think Mox has got a variant. Only one too. MJF one, like only one Jungle Boy, one Luchasaurus, like hmm, no mm. FTR. Come on, guys! <laughs> like no, um, uh, what's her name? What the uh, damn it? What is her name? The mm, Vicky Guerrero manager. What is her name? Nyla Rose. Yes, none of her. They jacked up Rio's figure. Like, <laughs> like, come on, guys. Come on. Different day, I guess. But the ball should not have a figure in every line. No. Just say it. Looks bad. And we got Ethan Page's Dynamite debut in a serviceable match. Eh, yeah. And then next up. I love this way more than I should because it was bad, but in a good way as we have a women's six man, six person, six woman tag team match. And I love the fact that Maki Ito comes out last and has to finish her song before she can get into the match. So while she's finishing the song, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are throwing down, um, Shida is throwing down with Rebel, who's on a crutch. Mizunami's with Nyla Rose, and Vicky Guerrero is helping Rebel kick the shit out of Shida and laughing. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is really what they're doing before Makito <laughs> finishes her song. Um, it was, I just, it was entertaining, and probably shouldn't have been as entertaining as it was, but, um. Main event for next week's Dynamite, Adam. What do you think? Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, and a lights-out unsanctioned main event. Love it. I'm looking forward to that. I just hope Britt can rise to the occasion. Girl, she made my list, and did she make HD's list? No. So, can't wait. Yeah. That one still bugs you. I know it. I got you. Yeah, you did. I got you. I, 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 <laughs> that one just, I, 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 you said it, and I hate myself for forgetting her, and... I, I haven't since, but um, I, I know Britt Baker's kind of, you know, yeah, 
But that should be entertaining. There's going to be a lot of shenanigans in that one. Right. It's going to be a lot of shithousery, and that's what it should be, and that's fine. So they end up in her dental office. Oh, my God. That would be so funny if they did. I think, I think you have to. It's just, like, it's just attached to the arena or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that would be hilarious, actually. Okay, now, now that you say yeah. that, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, for the TNT Championship, Darby Allen retains by defeating Scorpio Sky, who won the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Loved it. And afterwards, we get a Sky heel turn, I guess. That was good, too. And, like and, and I love that he pulled the WWE trope, but did it better as he looks at his hands as you know in the what did i do what did i do yeah what have i done look to his hands but instead of just keeping the what have i done look to himself he just starts to smile and i'm like that's what it should be enjoy the fact that you just beat the shit out of darby allen does he end up with the title is the question i can't think of anybody better right now to take the title off of darby so, yeah, I mean, I'd be down with that. I, 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 um, I don't know, man. I fucking Miro would be a dope ass TNT champion. Yeah. Um, no, no argument with that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think this way means we get more matches between these two. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, very good match. Very fun match. Do it again. Why not? I'm I'm in. And then, Adam, we have the, I believe it was called the Inner Circle War Council. Get your hammies ready. Yes. uh, I'm going to start stretching here midway through this because I called this one in, it was either April or May of last year when it was just, (laughs) just the wrestlers at ringside. Um, but we're going to get to that here in a minute. Um, Jericho, MJF, Santana Ortiz, Hager, all just sitting around there talking about this. And, and, and Jericho says, you know, it might be time to lose somebody or bring somebody in. And, and, and MJF's like, Nope, it's time we lose somebody. And it's time the person that we lose and before you can do that, Sammy Guevara shows, or no, wait, sorry. Sammy shows up and um, shows a video of MJF plotting against Jericho with, with Santana Ortiz Hager. And then MJF says, you know, it's time to lose you. And it looks like we're about to see a, a three-on-two attack. Did you expect them to do that? Were you, were you expecting that the whole time? That's what I call it. No. Turn on Jericho. That's what I call no. it. No, well, it was just, I honestly, I think the thing, and we're going to get to it here in a minute, the, the thing that distracted me the most is there was no award love. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was okay. like, okay, where, where, where's Wardlow in this whole thing? Like, is, I mean, or is this truly just the inner circle? And yeah. since wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, Wardlow's under contract to MJF and not AEW, maybe. MJF told him not to be there, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it was just really weird to me that MJ or that Wardlow wasn't there. And as Santana Ortiz and Hager close in on everybody, all the guys turn around and start to face MJF. And and MJF starts to back off and, and says, you know what, you know, 
having you as my inner circle really wasn't my plan. I've had my own inner circle planned all along. Boom, go the lights. And let me, st- hold on, let me, uh, let me get down here and touch the toes, stretch the hammies. Oh, as the lights come back on, Sean Spears, FTR, Wardlow, and Tully Blanchard are there, and they lay waste to the inner circle handcuffing hands behind their back except everyone except for Jericho and then they proceed to just beat the piss out of Chris Jericho about the curb stomp to the chair Tammy took kind of curb stomp from Sean Spears looked good looked rough looked looked savage what it's supposed to do um they they drag Jericho outside of the ring carry him over to Wardlow sitting uh you know standing on this side of the stage and we sign off with Wardlow powerbombing Jericho. I don't know, it probably looked a good seven, eight feet down through some tables. And I, and I laughed that a few times the camera starts to pan in on Jericho and Jericho has his eyes closed and then looks to see, are we still on air? Oh shit, we are. Closes his eyes again. <laughs> and then does it a second time. So I just, just laughed. Um, but Adam, with this being AEW, did a did a new faction form if there's no shirt to immediately sell afterward? I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> like, how do they not have shirts ready to go? Do they just they don't have, have a name, name yet? They don't I'm have a name. Say, do they just not have a name for uh, for MJF yet? What would you? Um, what would you look at that group? What would you name that group? Man, I don't know. Like, I you you have. I mean, with Tully being there, and it's got to be Horseman esque, right? Right, like we're like, and I and I, you know, I don't want like the New Age Horsemen or just the Horsemen, or but I, I feel like it's horses or stable is going to be part of this somehow. Yeah, and 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 I'm fine with it because I think I called the you know we called it back in the day, or at least I know I did. I, I said that MJF and Spears would team up and, and why not add them with FTR to make the new four horsemen and, and they can't use that name because WWE owns it. I correct. Right. But yeah, it's gotta be something. Unless, unless Cody bought the trademark when it expired <laughs> yet again, <laughs> maybe WWE did the punch on something. It'd be like um, horsemen of the apocalypse or something, but you can't say apocalypse anymore. So I no, yeah, but um, riders in the storm. <laughs> Yeah, just I, I you know, just beat the I, stable. Shit, just beat the stable. Who cares? That could be, I mean, I don't know. Like, you I'm needed sure. MJF to cut a promo at the end so you can get the fucking shirt made. <laughs> MJ, because well, it seems like Pro SVT's got that shit made in 20 seconds. As soon as they say a name, they make a logo for it, and there you go. <laughs> well, of course they do, man. That's that's their that's their business. Man. They're, they're, AEW is a t-shirt company, after all. Um, <laughs> but overall, man, I, I thought it was a good, man, a good, you know, good revolution. I thought the, the dynamite follow up was really good as well. Um, lots to look forward to next week. I'm sure we're. Are we going to get blood and guts? You kind of answered my text, but you kind of did. Are we going to get an actual blood and guts out of this? Well, I'm trying to figure out if they would. I mean, yeah, yes. We're are they going to write? Is Jericho going to be off TV for a while? Are they going to sell this? Well, see, that to me is what you have to do is just let, you know, let Jericho sell the beat down. 
and because i mean just based off everything they showed already for their their i I forgot what they're calling their saint patrick's day show saint patrick's day slam saint patty slam there you go so i don't recall seeing anybody from santana ortiz guevara hager jericho advertised for next week i don't even think i saw mjf ftr so what do you do do you keep them off tv through march when you're part of april like have mjs group run rampant like the inner circle did then you prep the inner circle to come back for what is that is it all out in may i think Uh, no may will be double or nothing double or nothing and then that's when you have your cage maybe Jericho makes some music for a little bit. Yeah, two months seems like a good amount of time to drag this out. And drag's the wrong word, but, you know, play the story out. Give it two Stretch months. Stretch it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, 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 and I think that's but, where I was struggling is, yes, we're going to get a blood and guts. Knowing us, though, so he'll be on TV next week. <laughs> well, see, and that would be such a WWE thing to do. Right. I mean, fucking Triple H got put in a car crusher and was on Monday night raw the next day. No scratches. Like it's just, it's, Oh, is that when Austin dropped him? Yes. Yeah. At survivor series. <laughs> at, yeah. at that survivor series that I was at, sir, that was in Tampa and I was there. Um, oh, shit, I know that. Yeah. He came back with like no bandages, no nothing. <laughs> yeah. Next, next day, everything's good. Like, so, I mean, yeah, have Jericho be gone for a week, maybe two, just truly selling that he took a beating and, and, then come back and, and start your your build to to double or nothing blood and guts. I'm I'm there for it. Dude, that's gonna be good. Should man. And and speaking of action figures, um, go check out Santana's uh, Twitter feed. Um, it, it was dude sold me an action figure by just showing off that you know he got his. I guess, you know, I don't know, beta run, whatever the right word is. And he got to open it and show it to his daughter. And, and just like, you know, that, you know, what wrestling figures meant to him growing up. And now that his daughter gets to see that her dad is a wrestling figure was just a great thing to see. And so I had to order one. I'm just getting Santana. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't see Ortiz selling, you know, talking about his daughter, you know, kids loving his action figure. It was Dude, I've ordered two and they're all on back order. Yeah, man. I've got I've I ordered got, the Darby mm-hmm. and I ordered the Luchasaurus, of course, and they're both on back order. <laughs> yeah, and no, I don't think Santana is expected to ship until stupid july i love how okay you gotta get online shopping ringside deck order now order now and they're gone in two seconds don't promote it if you don't have it damn it (laughs) yeah Um, but anyway um let's uh, quickly shift over to nxt adam i think we got a few things there that were pretty dope um regal put out earlier on maybe actually tuesday that on wednesday there's gonna be two big announcements for NXT. And those two big announcements were that TakeOver is going to be a two-day show. TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And yes, that means one of the shows is actually called TakeOver Deliver. Takeover how terrible is that st- name? Stand and how terrible is that? <laughs> stand and deliver is fine. But if you're if you're really gonna call night one stand and night two deliver. Seriously, just fucking don't. Buddy, just I'm just saying, don't. 
we're going off years of badass names. NXT TakeOver Arrival. NXT TakeOver Retribution. NXT NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way. NXT TakeOver Blackpool. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Badass names. And you're telling me, I know you're a Tampa guy. You love your some pirate skulls and some swords, but we're going to call it Stay to Deliver? Come on. Um, sir? What? How could you forget NXT TakeOver War Games? Exactly. Come on. Um, I'm just saying, you got some badass names in the past. That's, what, that's, yeah. that's the best we can do. Yeah, it's got to be a Bruce Pritchard name. If it's stand, me. if it's stand and deliver for both nights, I'm I'm actually okay with it. Because you know, I, I I get that. But if they, it really felt like they were calling it stand for one night and deliver for the next night, and I'm just, I don't know. Throat punches need to happen if that's truly the case. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, and the second announcement was the crowning of the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And since they won the Dusty Rhodes Classic, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were crowned the first official champions. And the quickest champions. Only an hour later, Bill and Shotzi Blackheart, which... Don't agree just, with it. Don't agree with it. Not at all. No. Yeah. And, and, and... Do you like Ember Moon? Well, hold on, because I've, I've, I've got to okay. go with something else here first. All right. Quickly answer that question. Yes, I do. Um, okay. We, we can come back to that. Um, if, if you're going to count or crown Raquel and Dakota as the champions for winning the Dusty Classic and getting hosed in the, in the WWE Women's Tag Team title match, I have zero problems with that. I think that's a great idea. Cool. You know what? You earned it. You won the Dusty Classic. You know, Deserve. you're the champion. Yeah. Right. You're the champions. But if, if you're literally... They just, crown- shit, they just shit all over it, though. Right. If you're crowning them champions just to have them lose, just to set up Raquel versus EO, you don't have to have Dakota and Raquel lose the tag team titles. Steve Austin was world champion and tag team champion at least twice that I can think of off the top of my head. Like it, it, it's okay that Raquel Gonzalez as a tag team champion is challenging Io Shirai. That to me only elevates her. It makes her look like more of a badass because she's already a tag team champion. And now she's going for Io Shirai, but no, can't fucking do that. Because someone's got to be Marty and someone's got to be Sean. And right now they're Sean as Raquel Gonzalez. And, and, and I guess I'm okay with that. You know, as long as you don't truly make Dakota Marty, um, I'm, I'm good with it, but it, it just, it was just dumb, not dumb. Io Shirai defeating Tony Storm getting lots of praise on Twitter, getting lots of good reviews on cage match, getting lots of good reviews on grapple. And we're going to wait to see what uncle Dave says before Adam has to finally suck it up and say, you know what? Yeah. Tony storm put on a good match. Nope. Nope. He's going to go down. It's going to be Tony and Bailey are going to be Adam's Achilles heels. Buddy. EO put on a great match. All I'm going to say, she carried the match. You can't even deny me that you watched it. I 
have always said for like two years running, you Shirai is probably the best woman on the planet. She so that's okay. circles around Tony, X-Men, Storm, Tornado, Face. Tony Time, sir. Tony Time. God, that's so dumb. God. Why do you get me started? Because we're going to end, like gonna end on a good upset? note, sir. Huh? <laughs> You like seeing your friend upset over here? I'm always on, I'm always on the edge here with these well, two. We're, we're about to end here on a good note, Adam. All right. Finn Balor defeats Adam Cole to retain. No problem with the result. Very good match. Definitely a match everyone needs to watch. My only, and, and it's just a, it's a WWE trope, and I hate it. Adam Cole can lose and it'll be okay. He doesn't need to be distracted by Kyle O'Reilly. Like why, you know, and, and I know that this is setting up stand and deliver night one and night two, but why, what, like just why? So Kyle comes out after the match is over, attacks Adam Cole, beats him pillar to post. Cole finally escapes and runs to the back and we, we, we zoom in on Finn in the ring and Finn sitting there looking terrible. You think he's looking into the title and then all of a sudden Adam, he turns his head and what does he see? A killer. Well, we can't say killer on WWE TV, sir. So he's oh my just, God. He's... He saw carrying. <laughs> He saw a carrying cross, and you know, as I said, the show title here is going to be uh, "What Took You So Long." And I just, I, 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 I popped hard for that. Just, I, I, I was waiting for, because I guess you know, I was, I was know, waiting for w- Scarlet to be honest with you. No, I was waiting for him to get attacked. Actually, I was waiting for Cross oh, just to yeah. lay yeah. him out. And and for once, the WWE didn't go with a WWE trope, and they just ended it with Karrion Cross TikTok, and we fade to black. And I just thought that was I thought that was a great way to do it. I thought it was well done, timing wise, because he Karrion Cross barely got his TikTok out, and they're fading to black. So just really well done, piggybacked off a great main event. Like I say. Night one or night two, doesn't matter which one is which, but we're definitely going to get Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and we're definitely going to get Balor and Cross as your two uh, main events of Stand and Deliver. And I, I think both of those matches could be super dope. And I'm already looking I hope Cross it. fucking destroys him. If he doesn't, I'm going to be real, real upset. I think it's going to be like a good, I mean, it's going to be a match match, but I, I kind of want to be like Ciampa and Cross. Let's go in and just wipe him out. But I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> he should not lose this match to end on that note. He should not lose that match. No, Cross Cross needs to win and, and should win. And, and dare I say better win. And for the Adam Cole O'Reilly, I think you got to let Kyle win. I really do. Yeah, because then you can have Cole go away and then reconcile mm-hmm. with his choices or whatever. And maybe show up on SmackDown, maybe show up on Raw. Who knows? Who knows? Just so many options. Sitting back forever. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, everyone stuck around this long. Thank you for listening to us. 
Give us a follow on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow on Twitter at Adam Howell3MB. Adam, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Listeners, be curious, not judgmental. Everybody love everybody. Be excellent to each other. I'm bringing it back. Trust in Phil. And goodbye forever.